It's time to ride the funk train. Now listen here, folks. This is Funk Master V of the TV show Wrestling with Ghosts. I'm a pro wrestler. I'm a booty shaker. I'm a lip smacker. And let me tell you, I love independent television. Now, Cat here at Paranormal Heart is letting me talk to you for a second about a Psy Television. A-S-Y television look it up soon it will be on roku fire stick apple tv and online for a cheap low price you can watch hundreds and hundreds of shows including scary shows like my own wrestling with ghosts or food shows like go there eat that best day ever the ufo show with amy dumas the list goes on and on it's a sci tv dot com check it out now a s y tv Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart. I'm your host, Cat Ward. As always, you can find me on Podbean and YouTube, as well as New Lantern Media, Amazon Podcasts, and any place to find Fine Podcast. If you'd like to be on the show to share your experiences, or you'd like me to narrate your story, just drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd like to dedicate this episode to our beloved fur baby Molly, It breaks my heart to say that our 11-year-old Black Lab crossed over the Rainbow Bridge last weekend. Rest in peace, Molly. You will always remain in our hearts. Folks, I have a great episode for you tonight. I am joined by Hoodoo practitioner Miss Aida. She has many talents, including author and teacher. Miss Aida was born into a Cuban family who practiced Santeria, Palo, and Brujeria. The practice of magic has always been part of her life. Miss Aida is a natural-born medium and a hoodoo practitioner, in addition to having received many initiations in Santeria and Palo. She is a registered nurse and a proud United Air Force veteran. Miss Aida holds a Master's of Science degree in Health Services Administration. A renowned authority on hoodoo, she is available for workshops, seminars, media presentations, as well as private psychic readings. Find her at www.missaida.com and join her Facebook page where she provides live questions and answer periods every other Sunday at www.facebook.com slash Miss Aida Psychic. I introduce to you Miss Aida. Hello Miss Aida, welcome to Paranormal Heart. Well, thank you for having me. Hi, Kat. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. We've had, uh, as usual, a little uh, technical difficulties here, but uh, we've made it finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yay for us. Yeah. And a big thank you to Brian Bowden 
for uh, helping us out with this. Uh, greatly appreciate it, Uncle. Oh, he's the best. He's the absolute best. That he is. But I won't tell him that. No. <laughs> no don't, don't tell him I said that, whatever no. you do. <laughs> Egos and everything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been, every, so everybody knows we've been teasing Brian for about five minutes before yeah. the show started. <laughs> so that's why we're cracking up. <laughs> and every once in a while he pops in the video and just shakes his head. <laughs> One finger salute. <laughs> Poor Brian. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, well. Thank you for everything, Brian. Thank you. Yes, we love you. Yes, we do. So, Miss Aida, um, oh, you are. Oh, no, look at this. He just oh. came back with the mask. Did you see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down at some of my notes. <laughs> uh, <you> missed it. <laughs> oh, jeepers. So, you are extremely interesting individual and the book that you sent me i absolutely loved it it was so well written and i i couldn't i plan on reading it a second time um it was i just loved it i can't say enough about it thank you thank you very much i'm very proud of that book and you should be yeah uh, for those of you listening it is called hoodoo cleansing and protection magic Banish, I always want to say banishing, banish negative energy and ward off unpleasant people. A mouthful, I know, but it is well worth it. You really have to pick it up. Uh, so informative. There's so many aspects in there that, are, that I really like. Um, one of the first stories that really drew me to it as well is in the beginning, your first story when you said God made me a humor, uh, not a human, a humor, sorry, human magnet for people with problems. And that's something that has always happened to myself as well uh, throughout my life. So that's something that I could relate to. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, it, it used to be. It still is, though. I've got to admit it. It still does happen. But, you know, at one point in my life, I couldn't even make it out of my car at a, at a parking lot, in a parking lot at shopping stores. And people would stop me and, hey, how you doing? I'm fine. And then tell me all their problems. Yeah, lifestyle, life problems. It yep. was everywhere I went, everywhere I went. And by the time they were done with me, I just felt so bogged down. Mm -hmm. I'd start out happy-go-lucky and, you know, having a wonderful day. And by the time they were done with me, it felt like somebody dumped 50 pounds on my shoulders and I'd feel bad and they'd walk away better, you know, feeling better. Mm -hmm. And as I say in the book, I said, you know, I came home and I, I told my mother, my mother was a witch, you know, she was a very powerful witch. And I told my mother, I said, you know, what, what the heck is going on? And that's when she, and she didn't know the term aura, you know, she was from Cuba. She didn't, you know, but she talked about this bright, shiny light that I had, right? And um, she said, people want to take some of that bright light for themselves and then exchange it for their garbage that they'll dump on you. Mm. And, and um, she was talking about the aura is what she was talking about. And, you know, and I, I do say in the book that she, she said, now you go spray yourself with Agua Florida. You know, you go spray yourself with Florida water, yeah. you know, before the trouble, they, they stick to you, you know. So, um, 
as I got older, you know, I, I learned about the aura. That's what she was talking about the whole time. So that's how the book starts. The book starts at we all have a shining, glowing aura. Mm -hmm. And people will get attracted to that. They'll get to to come to you as if you're a magnet. Like maybe, you know, it's it's like someone has a bunch of money in their hands, right? And mm. someone starts um, smoozing up to you, hoping to get some of that money. Get what I'm saying? So I, it's yes. the same thing. And in a way, in a way, it's almost like a psychic vampire where they're taking that glowing energy and then leaving you with their garbage, mm -hmm. right? So... Um, that's the whole foundation of the book. And I talk about all the different ways that negative energies can get attracted to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be people dumping their problems. That's just one example, mm -hmm. right? But you know how you can, um, have negative energies dumped on your aura in different ways. It can be from people, it can be from objects, it can be from energies that are lingering in a certain location, like in a room. Let's just say hypothetically, you and let's make this good. Let's make this really, really good. So you and George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, you and your lover, George Clooney. Right? You're in a room and you're, you get into a horrible, horrible fight, mm -hmm. right? And then he leaves and all that. And you say, you know, Aida, can, can you come over? I need to talk to you. You know, George is gallivanting around with all these actresses and cheating on me. And I come in into your home, into your room. I don't even have to know what the problem is. You don't even have to tell me you got into a fight with him, right? I can walk into that room and feel that negative energy. Yes. I can feel it because that's what you've thrown around. And the way that I compare it, because I have German Shepherd dogs and I'm always sweeping and vacuuming and mopping and every single you know day I do this, but you know, what happens when it's not cleansed, those hairs linger around in the air until they find something to cling to. So what are they going to cling to? They're going to cling to me. They're going to cling to you. Now you come and tell me all your problems. And now my aura becomes suppressed. And the reason it becomes suppressed is because it's being weighed down with negative energies, right? So that glow becomes more and more and more suppressed. And that's just another example of how you can suppress your aura. I talk about abused women and because I'm a registered nurse and I do, I hold a master's degree, um, psychologists and psychiatrists have told me that an abusive man could walk into a room with a hundred women right? Mm -hmm. And there might be one woman, one woman who had been previously abused, whether it be in her childhood, which most likely that's where it starts, right? And or an abusive relationship. And he will go right to her. And psychiatrists and psychologists will call this a phenomenon. And it's not a phenomenon. Those abusers can sense a suppressed aura.
right? Mm-hmm. And that's what attracts them to to abusive women. And it's part of the reason that, and you know, I, I ought not say abused women because men can be abused too, yeah. right? But they know, they know it isn't, you know, yes, they study the body language. Yes, you know, they, they study the behaviors, but they also sense the aura. They also sense the aura and they'll, they'll get attracted to that person, you know, whomever it may be, like a magnet. So it's another reason that um, abusive relationships tend to be repetitive with other people too. So unless you repunish that aura and and change your attitude, it's going to continue happening. How can a person replenish their aura? So there there's different ways of replenishing the aura. And in the book, you know, Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic, mm-hmm. I talk about different ways to replenish the aura. And it depends on what the degree of auric suppression is. So if um, I go out and drive to the store and everybody gives me the finger, right, and I come home and I'm in a bad mood and my aura might be somewhat suppressed, right, I could spray myself with Florida water. I could spray myself with uh, a mixture of two cups of, of water with a teaspoon of, of sea salt. I could spray myself with Florida water or I could take a bath. I could take a bath with, you know, and no more than one tablespoon of ammonia to a whole bathtub filled with water because more, you know, the adage more is better doesn't apply to ammonia, right? Um, I could take a bath with that. I have a lot of techniques, but it depends on the degree of auric suppression. The other thing that I stress over and over and over again is that your spiritual wellness, your psychological wellness, and your physiological wellness are all interrelated. And if one is affected, the other two will be also. Mm-hmm. You know, so depending on the degree of auric suppression, there are different ways to replenish it. For minor nuisances, you know, a spray of holy water, Florida water, salt water, all the things that I had previously mentioned. And there's a lot more, as I mentioned in the book. But um, for major auric suppression, depending on what's causing it, is an, an illness, right? People who are physiologically ill will, will have auric suppression because, again, the three are interrelated and they affect each other, right? So it depends. You might have to do, one might have to do other things in congruence with the spiritual cleansing also. So I talk about sunlight. I talk about music. I talk about colors. I talk about um audio sensations and visual, you know, turn the television on, uh, have good music, stay away from people that will throw their, their dirt, you know, their, I call it dirt, you know, the dirt of the aura, throw that dirt on yours. Mm -hmm. There's lots and lots of ways, again, depending on the degree of the suppression, which is covered, right? In the book, I also talk about the different ways the aura becomes suppressed. 
um, what, you know, I, I name different types of scenarios. I talk about, you know, people as we just previously discussed. I talked about, I talk about energies. I talk about entities. I talk about illness. I talk about every possible way that an aura can become suppressed and how to combat that phenomenon. Now, before I read your book, I'd never heard of Florida water. Can you explain to the listeners and a little bit to myself as well exactly what it is? So Florida water was made in the, the 1800s by a company called Murray, Landman, and Kemp. And interestingly enough, it is used not only in the Latin American countries, but it's also used in Asia and other countries. And it's very popular because it is, um, it, I gotta say this in English, I was gonna say it in Spanish, it refreshes <laughs> you. Um, it has certain ingredients in it that will replenish the aura. Mm -hmm. And it is used for cleansing the aura it's used to cleanse your room like i will pour a bottle of it into a spray bottle and you know i will spray a room or spray myself and even without the spiritual value if people don't believe in the spiritual aspect of it just the the concoction alone will just make you feel great it has an alcohol base, and I ask people to please don't spray your furniture or mm -hmm. the leather or wood or anything like that because the alcohol will, will you know, it will damage things. Mm -hmm. But you can spray the air. You can spray yourself. I spray my dogs with it. Um, and then when this COVID-19 business came out, uh, I realized, wow, you know, Florida water also has an alcohol base. So it also acts as a disinfectant, mm -hmm. right? And so now it has even more, you know, useful purposes. But it is, it works wonderful in getting rid of negative energies. It, it's just wonderful. It, it gets rid of negative energies and it also acts a as a protection agent too. So there's a lot of um, spiritual practices that use Florida water, especially in Santeria, in Palo. Um, we use Florida water for everything. The spirits also are very attractive to Florida water. <clears throat> Sounds like the world right now could have bunch of water bombers just dropping Florida water around the world. Yeah, exactly. Definitely exactly. could use it right now. <laughs> so there's a website. I don't, and I always make as Murray, Lamon, and Kemp, right? Now, obviously, these guys are dead, right? Mm -hmm. But I always say Murray doesn't live there anymore. And uh, <laughs> so the, the website is Landman Kemp is a website. So I, I'm sure that they ship to Canada. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure they do. Um, you can find Florida water in most, if not all, spirit metaphysical stores, hmm. whether it be Botanicas or otherwise. It's very popular with the metaphysical community. 
Well, I have a, there's a store here in, in my town called uh, Brimstone and Belladonna, and it's uh, Wiccans that have uh, a little Wiccan shop, and that's where I usually go buy my crystals. Next time I'm in there, I'll have to ask if they have any. Okay, all right. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I found it in Wiccan stores. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not a Wiccan, and, and I have the utmost respect for Wiccans, and I think they're their practices are just beautiful and, and, you know, their read, if it harm none, do as thy will, you know, and, and they're wonderful. But I'm not familiar with um, all their practices. I know, personally know of some Wiccans that do use Florida water. I'm just not sure if it's an everyday practice. But right. surely if you ask them to order it, you know, they can get they can get their hands on it. I'm sure they could. I probably should have started off with this. Can you tell us the difference? Because you are a hoodoo practitioner. Could you right. tell us what the difference between hoodoo and voodoo is? Voodoo is with a V as in Victor. Mm -hmm. Voodoo is an African traditional religion. It's a magical religious practice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas hoodoo with an H is an African derivative tradition, and it's a folkloric magical practice. So with voodoo, they call in gods and goddesses. In hoodoo, we do not. In hoodoo, it, their foundation is Judeo-Christianity. So there's a lot of Christian, Judeo-Christian prayers associated with, with hoodoo right mm -hmm. and that's that's the major difference but the bottom line is both derive from africa so yeah. as the slaves were taken to different countries so where where do they practice voodoo they practice voodoo in haiti right so you know the the practices sort of assimilated now i came from a family that practiced Santeria and Palo. So in Santeria, Santeria and Voodoo are sort of sister religions. Um, I always say same players, different names. So I can't tell you the names of the deities in Voodoo, all right, but I can certainly tell you the names of the, the deities in Santeria. And with Santeria, and I can only speak for Cuba and Puerto Rico, you know, I'm... I'm I, my mother was Cuban, mm -hmm. so when the slaves were brought to to Cuba, and they weren't not allowed to practice their religion, right? But what they found was similarities between their deities, which are called Orishas, and the Catholic deities. So what they did was they used the Catholic saints interchangeably, right? So. St. Barbara has the same, I'm giving you examples, St. Barbara has the same characteristics as Django, obviously. So, you know, they, they use the term interchangeably. You know, the, the Virgen Caridad de Cobre, Our Lady of Charity, same characteristics as the Orisha Oshun. And even I do that. You know, I, I will pray to them interchangeably. St. Lazarus mm -hmm. is Baba Luaye, right? And I'm sure... You know, you, you younger people don't know, but in my generation, um, we had uh, I Love Lucy show, yes. right? Yeah. And show. Ricky Ricardo, you know, Desi Arnaz, mm -hmm. he sings the 
the song ba ba lu ba ba lu ay yay and then that he's got the the drums and all yeah. it's really really cool but if you know spanish right mm-hmm. he telling everybody in the song how to perform a spell to babalu ay oh. right and who is saint lazarus so when i pray to saint lazarus i will call him either one if i pray to the virgin caridad de cobre i will call her either one i i use the names interchangeably mm-hmm. right so you know it's like their religion sort of melded with the catholic religion i'm talking about santeria right so they mash and it becomes of the birth of something else which is santeria so when the africans came here to to the states and you know i do know there i don't know that much but there was like an underground railroad thing where they escaped to canada or yes. with the help of canada i'm not real the canadians know all about this they're yeah. experts you know the ones that that right about this but what they did here was you know they would use the the bible the christian bible and they that's how that religion you know the judeo christian what we practice what what most of us practice you know christianity got incorporated into hoodoo and you wouldn't be you would be very very surprised at how much just normal prayer is to you know I'm catholic how much normal prayer is for us which is a a, a prayer for hoodoo you know it, it's it's the exact same thing so hoodoo isn't an intimidating practice and you know with santeria and voodoo they all get a bad rap and you know I was explaining to somebody else um a couple of weeks ago that and this is what people have to be careful with is there are a lot of frauds out there yes. in the metaphysical community and i write about that also in my book and i also talk about what are the telltale signs of fraudulent psychic readers and fraudulent metaphysical practitioners and what they will try to do what the frauds will try to do is to intimidate you like no you can't pray to this no you can't do this no it's dangerous oh you know santeria is very dangerous and the orishas will kill you and do horrible things or you know you can't practice hoodoo because all these horrible things will happen no 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 it's because they want to get the money <laughs> right so yeah. they kind of make these practices you know exclusive to them Voodoo gets a bad rap, the voodoo with the V. It gets a bad rap because of all the movies with the zombies yes. and how to bring them and it isn't that way. It is a beautiful, beautiful religion. But, you know, mainstream society and I don't care what country it is, you're only going to hear the bad stuff. That's all you're going to hear. Oh, you know, they bring dead people alive, you know. That kind of crap. And by the way, you know, they have found that it's it's just a chemical that they feed them and they're really really not 100% dead and you know, I I haven't met ever a voodoo practitioner that was a nasty person or an intimidating person. Mm-hmm. Nor have I in Santeria or Palo, but guess what? I've met a lot of them 
under the guise of what I've previously mentioned, who are frauds. So if someone's warm and welcoming and sure, you know, do this, do that, you know, let me help you. Um, that's a telltale sign too. You know, if this person really wants to help you or if the person wants to rip you off. I found that was a very valuable part of the book as well, trying to notice or recognize the uh, the frauds uh, compared to the, the legit people. I'm also a paranormal investigator, so I was really happy that you had a little section in your book on uh, how to um, spot the frauds as well. So I, I really appreciate you writing that section. Yeah, well, in, in the paranormal investigation, what I did was I had interviewed an expert, right? Because I'm not a paranormal investigator. But um, I had interactions with one team once, and all but one were only interested in um, self-promotion. And I thought that they were a bunch of jerks. All but one, okay? Mm. I thought they were jerks. I thought that they were... Mm you know, full of themselves and I would ask questions and I'd get laughed at or blown off or given flimsy answers. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a rocket scientist. <laughs> However, this wasn't, didn't seem right to me, you know? And so I wanted to warn people about paranormal investigators also, because I have heard that there's as many like the ones I've met as there is true legitimate investigators such as yourself, such as Brian, such as Big Al. <laughs> Big uh, Al yeah. How do you spot the difference? So um, at the time, I, I didn't know Brian or Big Al. And so because when we write a book, it doesn't get published that very right? It takes a few years. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so I had to interview someone that was a professional and he told me how to identify what are the telltale signs between a fraudulent paranormal investigative team and a legitimate one. But I can't take credit for that, that section. It's a couple of pages. I can't take credit because all I did was interview someone. Get what I'm saying? I just wanted yeah. to make sure that the public was aware. Yeah, and that's something that we uh, tell our clients as well. Um, we don't charge. Uh, people reach out to us because they've experienced something in their lives that they can't understand. So we go and investigate for them and ask, you know, whatever we find, do you want us to get rid of it? So we don't just go in, investigate, and leave. Uh, that's almost like going to see the doctor and he says, oh, yes, you have pneumonia. Thank you very much. Go away. Um, exactly. You know, exactly. And that, oh, that'll be $100. Bye. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, normally the legit ones do not charge, first of all. And we have come across quite a few paranormal investigators. No, not everyone. Uh, but they're in it for uh, fame and fortune. And that's uh, that's really sad to me. It's, it's devastating. Yeah. It really is. Uh, another part of the book that I really enjoyed was the uh, little, the, the mirror box. <laughs> Everybody likes my mirror box yes, spells. Yes, I love the mirror box. <laughs> Tell us about that. Everybody wants to talk about the mirror box spells. <laughs> <laughs> They're simple, effective spells. You can, you can use them either way. You can use them to, to, um, 
what's the word, confine somebody, or you can use them to to protect yourself. They're very simple, very simple spells, and and they're very effective. So if and I what I use are, and and I'll tell you folks what 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 Kat is talking about is I talk about using a mirror box as a means to make somebody everything that they are to make it bounce back to them. So if I were a dirty, rotten, no good for nothing person and you put me in a mirror box and I'll tell you shortly how to do it. If you put me in a mirror box, um, everything that I am will bounce back to me. And then you could actually, if you, if you want to even carry that further, you could make the mirror box and then stick it in the freezer so that you're doing two things. You're freezing the person out of your life and yet, you know, simultaneously, not yet, but simultaneously, you're making everything that they are bounce back to them. So what I do is I go to the craft stores and they have um, two inch square mirrors and they're usually four for a dollar. So you'd have to get $2 worth, right? Because it takes six squares to make a box. Mm -hmm. And you would put a picture of the person. So you would make the box and the, it takes a little bit of practice, but it's not really that hard. And the reflective side of the mirrors would be the inside of that box, right? Mm -hmm. And then you would put a picture of that person in the box before you put the lid on. The eyes have to be showing and the eyes have to be looking directly at you. The eyes are the windows to the soul. So if I get a side view of somebody or someone looking down, it's it's not going to be an effective spell, right? And then you can write on the back of the picture their name and their birth date, and then put that picture in a mirror box with the reflective side on the inside. And then, like I said, you could take that a step further and stick it in the freezer. Now, that there's an opposite continuum to that, and that's to protect yourself. So... With mirrors, um, feng shui, I think that's how it's pronounced, feng shui, they're into mirrors, and it's also a hoodoo practice, too. So you could put mirrors with the reflective side facing, you know, you could put it by your windows with the reflective side facing the outside so that if anybody is wishing bad things to you, it bounces back, right? So I have a mirror on my on my front door, right? Mm -hmm. And they do it in Feng Shui. They do it in a lot of spiritual practices. So you could take you could take this mirror box and do the exact opposite. You could now the reflective side of the mirrors would have to be on the outside, right? Mm -hmm. And you could put your picture into that mirror box and then close it up. It's a little bit harder to make a mirror box this way because now and and that's the other thing is you got to use duct tape duct tape is is beautiful for the one where you're sticking in the freezer right because you got to cover those cracks but now you've got to do it differently now you've got to line the inside of the mirror box with the duct tape that's a little bit harder to do but it, it's it just takes a little maybe 10 minutes more practice and then put your picture in the mirror box and then close it up and then make sure, you know, the cracks that make them, that you're bringing all the squares together. Just, you know, 
thinly line those cracks with with the duct tape and then you can put that under your bed now what i do for me you got to do that once a year you've got to replenish that but what i do is for me is i put my picture in and then i put it along with protective herbs and rue r-u-e has been used since ancient times and rue acts not only as a protection agent but it also clears away negativity so back in the olden days and there might be some churches that still practice it but they would use rue in their holy water right so the only thing is you know don't you know and i have this in my book rue is another bathing um herb you know you could take you could take a bath and i i tell you how to to boil the herb and strain it but you just got to be um careful with rue because um it has abortion aspects so I ask that anybody that is pregnant to stay away from rue, okay? Um, there's a lot of other protection herbs that you could stick in the mirror box. You could um, anoint your picture with holy oil or blessing oil. You could add charms of St. Michael in that mirror box with yourself. You could add charms of St. Benedict. And St. Benedict is one of the most popular saints and he had fought off the devil so not only saint michael right who the archangel but saint benedict who was a living being that everybody met right and i have um charms of saint benedict over each and every door that i have over each and every window mm -hmm. so you put a charm of saint benedict in there saint michael and you can do that. Another thing that you can do to protect yourself, and I do this for clients, is, you know, and now I'm getting away from mirror boxes. Okay, so you can put that. You make the mirror box, you close it up, you can put it anywhere. I put mine under my bed. You could put it in your dresser drawer. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I kind of like it out, though, because if anybody's throwing negativity, then it's going to bounce back. So for me, placing that mirror box underneath my bed is the best place because, if people are spiritually attacking you and and it doesn't necessarily mean if someone's putting a curse on you but you know if i hate your god so badly or if i'm so jealous mm -hmm. of you i'm going to be sending you negative energies right and most likely you're going to get attacked when you're in asleep because that's when you're the most, most vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah. so i like to, to put that mirror box under my bed but you know, now that I'm talking about protection, there's there's a, a pretty neat one that, you know, I do for my clients is I buy the St. Michael prayer cards, right? The, mm. I, I don't print this from printing paper because you got to have something sturdy. You know, mm -hmm. what are the prayer cards? They're like 10 cents, 25 cents each. And what I do is I tape, you know, either my picture or my client's picture. I put them face to face with... Um, you know, a picture of yourself with your eyes showing. I put that face-to-face -face with the, the prayer card of St. Michael, mm -hmm. right? And then I just use clear tape, and I tape that up. And you can make as many as you want. You can put one in your wallet. You can carry one in your purse. You can put one, 
you know, at your nightstand. The more that you do, the better. But what you're doing is you're binding yourself to St. Michael is what you're doing. Now, when you mentioned uh, bouncing back, oh, I'm getting a little bit of feedback here. Um, when you uh, mentioned bouncing back, it reminds me of this little um, saying we used to have as a child. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Is uh, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Oh, my God. I haven't heard that in <laughs> decades. Yes, yes, yes. I like it. Yeah. I like I wish I'd talked to you before I'd written that book. I would have stuck that in there. <laughs> well, you can have another edition. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Second edition. Yeah. <laughs> now, in uh, Hoodoo or Santeria, do you burn sage? No. no. Well, in Hoodoo, yes. In Hoodoo. In Santeria, no. Okay. No. Sage is not. Sage is in, in, you know, I actually learned about sage from... A Native American shaman. He was Cherokee, mm -hmm. and he taught me a lot. And oh my God, you know, this was years and years ago. God, he was good looking, <laughs> <laughs> really handsome. But he was a real shaman, and he always used to say that um, you would burn sage to get rid of the negative energy, mm -hmm. right? And then to, you know, to bring, to get rid of the negative entities also. And then you would follow that up by burning sweet grass to bring in the positive energies and the positive entities. So getting rid of the bad and bringing in the good. So it's a practice in, in um, Wicca. It's a practice in hoodoo. Remember, hoodoo assimilates. Hoodoo ended up um, assimilating and... Hoodoo is a combination of African traditions, Judeo-Christian, Asian, Native American, Spanish. It's got everything in it. It melded, you know, just, just as, as Americans have melded, right? So yeah. has this practice. Yeah, yeah. I sage in my house uh, every once in a while, especially uh, you can sometimes feel uh, negative energies in the house, the air just feels a little heavier. Uh, right. The, fa the right. family will get a little bit uh, short with each other. Then it's time. Then I know it's time to start to sage the house, and it just feels so lighter in the house. And, right. Uh, I really right. love the smell of it as well. Right. You know, sage. Florida water does the same thing. Mm. Uh, I use holy water also from. I only get my holy water from Lord's France. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, unfortunately yes. now with the COVID thing. Um, they don't sell the liter bottles anymore because it's hard to get through customs, uh -huh. right? So they have the smaller bottles. So, um, you know, I, I put the Lord's water in a spray bottle and, you know, I, I, I don't use, I use that sparingly because I can't get my hands on too much. And yeah. I just want to warn everybody, don't be buying this from other, and I don't want to mention you know, but don't be buying them from other internet services because you don't know what you're buying, right? Yeah. So I could have a bottle of, of Lord's water, right? Use the whole thing up, fill it up with regular water and then, you know, tap water and then sell it on, you know, where, or you know, where, yeah. right? And, and, oh, because the bottle says Lord's water, mm. right? You're going to give me an arm and a leg. I, you know, pay me an arm and a leg. I say only buy your Lord's water from 
the grotto and you can the 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 link to that website is direct from lords oh. that's the website and i please don't buy it from anybody else because like i said you don't know what you're buying you have no clue and you know in that respect too and i i talk about this in in my book also is be careful with some stores that sell holy water not you know now i'm getting away from lord's water just holy water period mm -hmm. okay you don't know what you're buying i i was kind of forced into kind of like not forced that's not the right, right word but pressured into buying this this holy water from a botanical i think yeah you know what it's only a couple of dollars mm -hmm. and i write about this in my book and you know just to humor the shop owner i bought it and there was no way I was going to use it. Never, never, never. But I opened the bottle when I got outside of the store, and it was disgusting, murky, stinking, old altar yeah. water from someone's from someone's altar. Oh. And I I stood in front of the store. I didn't write this part in my book. I was waving at the shop owner, and I was pointing at the the bottle, and I just poured it upside down all over the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And then I gave her, I gave her the okay, you know, meaning to me, yeah, you made an easy two bucks. You know what I mean? So don't be buying that. There's a company, a very, very, very well-known company that sells holy water. And I am willing to bet my bank account that it's just tap water. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I doubt that they have a priest blessing all this water. Never anywhere did I see how do you, how are you proving this is holy water? The other thing that some of these major stores sell is river water, ocean water. You don't know. You don't know. Exactly. You don't know that came from their faucet. You don't know this. Beware you know, so merchants selling snake oil. Snake oil? Yeah. You've never heard you, of that? Yeah, I know, I know exactly what snake yeah, oil okay. is. Yeah, okay. I was going to say you should. <laughs> yes, I, that I would buy from a, a reputable company and just look at the ingredients. You know, make sure the packaging is professional, mm -hmm. you know, and, and look at the ingredients. Yeah. I mean, that that is the real deal, right? But you... you you have to look at who's selling the product and how it's packaged and what it says because you know if it's a major major company you know a, a very popular company and they're selling snake oil um which is hard to find by the way okay and it's not snake oil hey you know i'm sure canada's laws are the same as the usa you could you could sue them mm -hmm. right so there you go you can't prove to anyone if something is holy water, how are you going to prove or disprove that? Yeah. You can't. You can prove or disprove snake oil, which again is hard to find. It, it really is. And, and I know back in the olden days, this is before I was born, and I'm an old bag, right? So <laughs> they would call something that was fake, you know, um, if it was a frothing. Oh, they're selling snake oil. Well, yeah. there really is snake oil. You know, people in hoodoo have used it for um, ligament problems, you know, my knees are bothering me, whatever. So it, it actually exists. I, um, it, it's so sad that there's so many shysters out there. Well, you know, and that's another thing I tell people. Um, I'm very into the Psalms and most 
practitioners are and the Psalms were written for, you know, they come from the Hebrew Bible, right? And what we consider to be the Old Testament. And, you know, my Jewish friends don't like that. Don't like it when we call it the Old Testament because that's, that's a Hebrew Bible. That is their living Bible, right? But the Psalms, you know, they were written by, by King David and, you know, if there is some whisperings that some of them are written by Moses. So I'm talking about thousands of years ago, right? Yeah. And one of the Psalms that really, really gets to me is Psalm 37. There's 40 verses. It's a wonderful uncrossing Psalm. And I highly recommend that this prayer be recited, the Psalm be re recited aloud in the bathtub. But they talk about all the shysters that existed back then. Mm -hmm. They talk about how bad people spread themselves like a bay tree, right? Mm -hmm. They talk about um, how they do everything in their power to hurt the, the righteous ones. And it seems like they're succeeding, right? And, and then towards the end... Um, it talks about how they're going to get crushed, right? But it cracks me up because reading that reading that psalm is is like we're talking about society today. Mm -hmm. It's how it feels to me. And here it was written two thousand years ago. So you know, Kat, I just don't think, in my personal opinion, I don't think much has changed. No. <laughs> We might, our clothing and, uh, you know, might have changed and our styles and everything. But I think uh, sometimes I believe that deep down inside, nothing's really changed. Yeah. What, what's that old saying? Same game, different players. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. Or and it exists all over the, the world. You know, it, it isn't just us. It isn't just, you know, North America. This exists everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. I mean, human nature is human nature. And you've got your good people and you got your not good people. And then yep. you've got your really, really bad people. Nothing's changed. Nope. Uh, we're but in the book, you know, I, I talk about things that one can do to avoid these type of people, you know, and, and how you can get trapped into their game, how it can happen. We're running out of time. I was just wondering if you could touch a little bit on Santeria and explain to us exactly what it is. So Santeria is also an African traditional religion. Mm -hmm. And Santeria is a combination of Catholicism and the Yoruba religion that comes from Nigeria. So it's a combination of the both. And um, basically, in a nutshell, and you know, I explained this in the beginning, you're using the, the saints, the Catholic saints, and not using. I tell people never use that word, using, and I'm, I'm, using, I'm using that word. So you worship the, the saints, the Catholic saints, and the Orishas as one. So, again, Babaluaye is the same person as St. Lazarus, and so on and so mm -hmm. on. It's a magical religious pro, um, practice, as is voodoo. All right. Very informative. Before we head out, 
Um, I, I could talk to you for hours. I really could. Thank you. Thank you. You have such a beautiful voice. So Thank you. Thank I you. hate I hate my voice. <laughs> oh, you have, oh, why? You have a beautiful voice. What are you oh, talking about? Thank it's you. Beautiful. Um, I'm blushing now. <laughs> so before we go, I'm going to, I'm going to be adding uh, links to the show notes, but uh, why don't you tell the listeners where they could find more about you and where they can find your books? Okay, so the book is... You know, and I, I usually don't say this for the states, but for Canada, I don't know what bookstores sell them because they're all over the, you know, they're in many, many big bookstores in the state. But you can find Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic on Amazon Canada or regular Amazon. Amazon, there's Amazon.com and then there's Amazon Canada. I noticed today that they're running short on the books in Canada. There's only a few copies left. But you have access also to the regular Amazon, the Amazon.com. Um, my website is Miss Aida, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com. My um, Facebook page is Miss Aida Psychic. So don't get that fused with Psychic Miss Aida, right? Because that is also my page, but I interact with people. On Facebook slash Miss Aida Psychic. And every other Sunday, I have a half hour live event. And at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, every other Sunday, I'll have a live event and I will answer questions. So you can ask me anything you want and I will answer the questions. And then I also do a little, just a 10 minute teaching segment on practical things that one ought to know when they're they're performing magic or performing prayer just practical common sense things mm -hmm. and hoodoo is not a practice that requires elaborate stuff right um what did the slaves do when they came here they worked with what they had they had yeah and so you know my books doesn't my books do not require people to to go out and buy these hard to find ingredients. Most stuff you can, you probably have in your home. You have already mentioned ammonia, right? So mm. most things you can, you, you have available, but Miss Aida Psychic on Facebook, MissAida.com. And there you go. <laughs> awesome. I'm also on um, Instagram. Unfortunately, I don't know how to work Instagram. So <laughs> if you find me on Instagram, <laughs> there's not much there. I still haven't figured it out. So <laughs> there's there's just too many places that you can go for social media it's, now. It's mind-boggling. It's like, oh my god! You know, I just learned how to use a webcam in in August, and oh, I had to because my publisher is like, no, no, you got to do a live event. I'm like, yeah. well, what's a live event? I didn't even know what that is. You know, <laughs> bought a webcam. It's like, how the heck does this work it was so complicated to me and all it was was you plug it in right that yeah. to me was so intimidating and scary and oh my god what am i gonna do no you plug it in oh yes. okay you know, yep. so, that's the piece i'm working at so <laughs> i'm sure you'll get there yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much again i really appreciate you and i wish you much love and light thank and you. um 
Take care of yourself. Oh, thank you. Same to you. Thank you so much. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 